to First World Solutions, a problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. I'm Tom. I don't know about you guys. I'm bored of expressions. I, I've been looking for new things to say because, to be honest, people are getting a bit bored of me. People are getting bored of me. People are getting bored of you. I've heard that. Yeah, um, been, that is definitely going around. <laughs> it's all over Tumblr. But <laughs> Oh, fuck no, not Tumblr. I don't think it's your fault. I don't think it's anyone's fault. I think we're in the year... 2018, and so far, every word in every combination has been said. Yeah, basically, we need to find we need to find some new shit. We need to find that new hotness, new phrases, but they've got to be familiar. I think replacement is the secret there. Yeah. Okay, come up with phrases that people think they've heard, but on closer listen, perhaps not. Perhaps they're not. Like, ah, oh, I haven't seen this in a country while. Because time passes slower in the country. I mean, okay, so you're saying we have to have reasoning behind our new phrases to make them convincing, or do we Otherwise do it? it's anarchy. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, this is what I'm thinking. We take all the phrases that we normally have, and we just amalgamate a few of them into one mega phrase. What, that that phrase is all-encompassing for any situation? Yeah. So, that, well, not even that, but just people aren't going to blink because they've heard it, like, several times. They've heard aspects of yeah, it. Yeah, they've heard aspects it's of it. It's like the uh, parable of showing like five blind men different parts of an elephant and asking them what it is. It's oh, like yeah. One feels the snout, one feels the tail, one feels snout. the skin. Yeah. The snout of an elephant. <laughs> the long, the long tube-like snout of an elephant. You went to an elephant sanctuary. What the fuck were you doing? Elephant school. <laughs> I, mean, I have a doctorate in elephant touching. Okay, fair enough. So uh, let's say we wanted a phrase. Uh, it's been a long day. Yeah. This day has been longer than... Oscar, give me a word. Uh, string. <laughs> okay. We can't just leave it with the day has been longer than string. Well, no, because that's good, though, because the day has been longer than a piece of string. How long is a piece of string? Exactly. Not as long as this day. Not as long as this day. <laughs> what this day, am I right? Well, like, this day has only been as long as a piece of string. It could be a short piece of string. Like, I haven't done a lot with this day. I think mm. this day has been longer than a piece of string is good because it does what you're saying and, like, it covers all the bases. Okay, all right. Mm. No, fair enough. I, I judge too harshly. In what, that case... What a wonderfully happy accident that was. Okay, was there just we go. the first word I thought of. <laughs> Joe, this food is so delicious that I, I want it. Oh, hang on. Not good, Joe. Here's, here's, here's what I think for food. This food is all sauce and no noodles because it doesn't actually have to specifically be noodle based. Yeah, but like, it could be a soup. It could be a soup. Like it's all sauce and no noodles. But like, you know, the idea is the expression like you're all mouth and no trousers or yeah. like you're all mm. bark and no bite. All soup and no noodles is like there's no there's no substance to this. So it could actually be a non-noodle or soup-based meal, but like this is all all soup and no noodles. Meaning this is all flavour, no... This is all flavour, no substance. I do like the fact that all mouth and no trousers could be like transplanted into other situations. Don't really understand that one either. Like all mouth... Ma- ma- mouths and trousers are different things. I mean, if you say this food is all mouth and no trousers, it's kind of an inverse of a moment on the lips forever on the hips. That's mm. true. Okay. So this will stay forever in your mouth, wow. but heads, never... Heads and legs. <laughs> Heads and legs. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's just take disparate body parts and pieces of clothing. <laughs> this is all like, head and no legs. <laughs> how's, how's your meal? It's just like, a uh, bit shirt, no elbow. Yeah. <laughs> all lobe, no toenail. <laughs> yeah. All, all penis, no weenus. I, and to be honest, if you say it with enough conviction, no one's going to argue with you. What's a weenus? It's that flap of skin on your elbow when you extend your arm out. Yeah. yeah. Did not know that. Now, now you know. There you go. And then I'm sure there's at least one other person who now knows... That's a, that's a weenus. Yeah. Hold your arm out straight, grab the flap under your elbow. <laughs> the dead bit. That's Everybody, a, grab your weenus! Grab your weenuses after me. <laughs> Oscar's going for a hit new pop track. 
you know, put the, your arm out in front and grab your weenus. Yeah, there's not been enough instructional dance songs that have come out in the last couple of years. I'm this, just a hit new craze. Grab we, the weenus. Grab the weenus. <laughs> Can this be a sequel to the Cha-Cha slide? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Stick it out. Grab your weenus now. So, new phrases aside, that's one fix we've brought to you already. We're also here to solve up some other issues from the internet, our good old pals. Who would like to start us off? Yeah, I'll jump in. This comes to us from Gravy Fell on Reddit. Thank you very much, Gravy Fell. And then what? My mum said goodnight to me, and she didn't fully close the door. Usually, like the age-old issue is that your parents come into your room, you've had the door closed, they leave and they leave it open. That's annoying. Fair enough, like it's the middle of the day, whatever. Yeah. What I don't understand, if they're saying goodnight, they're probably in bed yeah. with the light off. Mm-hmm. Why would you not shut the door? What does she know that you don't? Are you saying this was intentional? Is there a follow-up tweet? There's nothing. I think that she knew something he didn't. The wolves were coming. Well, we don't know this guy's. You don't know this guy's history. Maybe he is a crime fighter, and she's encouraging him to do it. Maybe <laughs> what? Just like an open door is an invitation. It's to... like I know, I know what's up. I know that you're out on the streets. Maybe handles are his kryptonite, and if she closes the door, he can't get out to solve any crimes. <laughs> he yeah. just touches it. Ah! Oh no! <laughs> so heavy. <laughs> Have you seen all those videos of people trying to like turn the light off from the bed, so, like throwing things at yeah. the light switch to try and like hit it? And mm. nine times out of ten, they like break the light switch or like knock over a thing. But on the one event it does hit it, it's really satisfying. Like I'm yeah. sure we will try doing that at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But what was your childhood fix? I had like a, a tennis ball next to my bed. Mm. Useful. Didn't play tennis. I think it was specifically <laughs> for that. I think we had tennis balls because I think my parents thought I might end up doing sport but i didn't how sorely disappointed uh, they were and here i am now so i had one of those high beds not the bunk beds but like the high single beds oh with like a desk underneath yeah nice oh, right. um nice. and then in between that and the light switch was the door right so for some reason i didn't mind getting out of bed but i would, wouldn't want to touch the floor so i'd climb out of the top bed hold onto the top of the door swing across <laughs> to the light <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> this Indiana Jones shit to get to the light switch. Usually I'd swing across, flick it, and then my grip would falter. <laughs> You'd end up on the floor. Yeah. Slam onto the floor full but, weight. Just but on the rare occasions that I could just like Spider-Man springboard myself back off the wall and into bed. It was all worth it. That's great. Like bedtime parkour. You feel like you've earned your rest. <laughs> okay, so that's actually a potential other fix then. Let's take Joel's inspired idea and instead of making a fix where it's easier to get a light switch, let's tire him out by making it far more difficult to get to the light switch. Mm. Yeah, because th- th- this is the thing. It starts out as like the challenge begins with a door that's just ajar to try and turn the light to close. Yeah. Th- this is the, the problem is the door's slightly close you've got to try and get from bed to the door most of, it's not even the most efficient it's probably the least efficient way possible isn't it can we turn this into a tony hawk style point system you're trying, you, to, you're trying to get a run you're trying to get a combo yeah. okay yeah you're trying to get there without touching the floor but it has to be one fluid combo with no hesitation we're okay. going to turn this into a game he wants to play rather than a chore that he can't be able to get up out of now we don't know the specifics of his room we do not so instead of coming up with a run i think we need to come up with mechanics yes that's what i was thinking ideas things that he could do yeah so if you can't touch the floor does it count if you are touching something else that's on the floor yes it that still counts no no as in like that's that's permitted you can do that so you could throw something on the floor and then jump on that and then jump to something else we're gonna call that islanding yeah okay so, so you, you can island. You, you'll have a pillow. It's a bed, presumably. You yeah. have a pillow. So that's one initial island. That'll get you off the bed and you can kind of work out where to go from there. I think that's yeah. a fairly all-purpose starting point. I think so mm. too. I think for every island that you use, 
um, you get diminishing returns. So you get 1,000 for like the first island you put down, mm. but then the next one you do is only worth 500 and then 250. Well, yeah, because otherwise it's just stepping stones. Exactly, and that's no fun. So no. You've got, you want to be encouraged to do something else. I think walls have to come into play here and they have to be worth a lot. Are you thinking like wall jumping? Yes. Like yes, Prince I am. Prince of Persia yeah. style. <laughs> okay. So swinging on curtains, that's a big, big, <laughs> big point booster. Let's hope this is a lithe and small person. Yeah, I was going to say, despite what TV and cartoons might have told you, lights and lampshades and curtains aren't actually strong enough to hold the weight of a human being. No. I mean, I think it depends on the curtain and the human being, but generally it's, it's not a thing you can do. Mm. So you can give it a go, but that's, that's the kind of thing you only attempt and fail one time. What happened to the light? Why is it hanging out the ceiling? Well, you didn't close the door, so... <laughs> this is on you right here, this, this bill. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the destruction bill that you rack up. That's your final score. So you've gone okay. from Tony Hawk to now it's burnout crash mode <laughs> to try and see how much damage you can do to the room in an attempt to get to the door as a deterrent for your mum to close the door properly next time. Okay, mm. so yes, the, the the system we have in play is the Tony Hawk-style combo meter <laughs> multiplies the amount of damage you have done on your run. Yeah, okay. So if it's one consistent motion, bed to door, but you fuck up as much stuff as you can on the way, yeah. that, that will send more score. of a message. Because I think if you stop and like knock some stuff off the table and then stop and... You know, open up a drawer and throw things on the yeah. floor. That combo is 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 gone. It's, it's garbage. Yeah, and your mum's going to see that and go, "Well, you just made a lot of mess to try and prove a point." Yeah. Mm. If it if you manage to like roll out of bed and in the process knock the lamp off the side, which then starts a small fire in the <laughs> other corner of the room, the desk goes up in flames, knocks something off that, falls yeah. onto the floor, smashes a glass, and You're then the carpet. <laughs> you know, burns through and the something falls through the floor and then the wardrobe falls over and crushes you and then the light falls out and stuff like that. And you go, well, none of this would have happened if <laughs> I was just I was just trying to get out of bed to close the door. Look what you did. Maybe it's something that you can kind of organise in the setup of the room as well. Right. So when you first start playing, you've just got a, you know, prison cell essentially. <laughs> but then you can buy a lamp that will break. Nice. You can bring okay. a glass of water to bed that will spill on the lamp. I this this I very much like this kind of so we, we have upgrades. We have yeah. purchasable items yeah. that can enhance your destructive prowess. What's what's the number one item? Because how high are we going? Are we just allowing a bazooka into this? I was I was thinking stuff that you would get in a bedroom. Okay, so only household items. Mm. What are the most destructive household items? Oh I the, here's the thing. You can look at destructive in terms of stuff that breaks. You could also look at destructive in terms of things that would be most annoying to break. Mm. For instance, giant domino trail. That's also true. That's this, yeah. this domino trail I've been working on for weeks, <laughs> because I had to get up and close the door, you made me knock over, What? look what you've done. And then mm. there's the guilt factor into it as well. True. That's. I, I like this idea of emotional distress. Yeah, house that's, of cards. Yep, stack of dominoes. Yep. Family photos. Family photos. Oh, that's that's a good. That's one. a big one right there. Yeah. This photo of you has been destroyed. <laughs> My memories are shattered. Close the door. I have no object permanence. This photo of you is gone. Who are you? <laughs> I've forgotten my mother. Three thousand points. <laughs> Yeah, forget, forget, also your, forget Lego. your mother's a good one. Oh. Le I think Lego is something to be avoided. That's not destructive. Mm. That's just oh, painful. Okay. Le Lego is something that is scattered around that if you 
hit, you get deducted points. Maybe your mum scatters the Lego when she comes in. What, to try and prevent this? <laughs> She's the antagonist of this like game. Like, you set up this perfect run, you're like, I know exactly what line yeah. I'm going to do. And then she comes in, the level starts, she's like... <laughs> That's the random generation. <laughs> night, sweetie. And just, like, <laughs> scatters some Lego out of a bag. <laughs> Whilst I'm making unblinking eye contact with you, and then closes no, 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 the no. door half the way. And we we know what's going on here. <laughs> she's not staring at you, she's got her eyes half-lidded, and she's just sort of reciting a mantra. It's a very Lego respectful house. Oh, Marcel. <laughs> Pain in the foot. Pain in the foot. <laughs> yeah, I can see that working. That's a really, that's a neat little game. Hmm. I like this. And if you manage to make it, you can go fight crime. There you go, solved. Awesome. Moving on then. I've got another one here from Reddit from user Xylophone. They say, my fountain pen doesn't write as nicely on cheap paper. Man, it's been a while since I thought about fountain pens. Were you told when you went to secondary school that you had to learn to write with a fountain pen? Because that's a life skill. I wasn't told it, but it was heavily implied. We ranked up. So if you wrote good, you graduated from pencil to biro, I think. And then you went from Biro to Beryl, which is not a brand I've seen since. No, so, that's true. Well, the red pens. Yeah. Yeah. Those weird sort of half felt tip-ish things. They felt horrible. They did were you, awful. Did you get the, the light blue barrels that were the fine point? Oh, barrels? yeah, absolutely. That oh, was that, my That go-to. was the next stage. Yeah. yeah. Then it was fountain pen. Then it was something else. Quill. 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 <laughs> then, it, then it oddly went right back round again to chisel and yeah. stone block. I hate fountain pens. They're awful, They're, and especially oh. as a left-handed person. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Fuck all of that. Yeah, just smearing your words as you write. Yeah. The only way for me to write with a fountain pen is to write at a like, glacial pace and at a weird angle. Just like write a letter and then go off and play in the garden. <laughs> Wait for it to dry, put it under a fan. It's ridiculous. What, what was your fix for writing in an exam? Because my sister's left-handed and her fix was she basically had to come around the ink and hook her hand over, bring her hand back round, and basically be haunched over the paper and write, moving her whole body from left to right. I did none of this. You just I, smudged. My, my approach was, I've written the words, you'll mark them. Yeah. <laughs> I've done my bit. I've done my, are we, excuse me, miss, excuse, are we marked on a handwriting? No, fuck you. Yeah, then. Yeah. I'll tell you what, those words are gold. I demand a recount. Yeah, Joel, these may as well be hieroglyphics, but they're the right answers. You so. could see my descent into madness as the exam went on, because the first <laughs> few words were always really neat. Like, this time she'll have a pleasant time marking this. And then by line four, it's like, like angled, <laughs> wrong line, jumping all over the page. When I made mistakes, I'd write over them heavier. Yeah. Then I'd cross them out. Then I'd write over that heavier. And then I'd cross it out again, start on a new line. <laughs> It must have been a hellscape to mark. I can imagine. But the content was gold. <laughs> so the thing with me with fountain pens was the fact that they just broke all the time. Mm. They are the most brittle things. Why has nobody made a sturdy fountain pen? I've got a very heavy hand when I'm writing. Like mm. I'll push the pen quite hard into the paper, I think, through years of like having shit ones that don't really work unless you really force it. Yeah. And you're absolutely right, because a fountain pen is like two bits that join together. And if you <laughs> Two push, bits made of glass or something. If you something. push it too hard, they just go out, and then suddenly you're writing the same thing, but twice very close to each other. Yeah. Mm. You're it's, doing harmonies on your own writing. And it scratches, and it's... It's a horrible sound. It gives me nasty feelings. It's an unpleasant thing. And also, as well as pushing really hard on the pen, I like bite the ends of them like instinctually. Yeah. Mm. So... Biting a fountain pen is a bad time. <laughs> yeah, not great. It's just it's just full of ink. Yeah. It's just chock full of ink. <laughs> Hella inky. <laughs> not as tasty as I wanted. Our yeah. mutual hatred of fountain pens aside. Yeah. This person clearly enjoys it. If you enjoy it, I can imagine if you're good at writing, then writing with a good pen if is you're the same a grown as, up. <laughs> it's the same as playing with a good instrument yeah. or like walking on nice comfy shoes. 
the cheap paper. Mm. The cheap paper is causing an issue. So, what are the properties of cheap paper that can make this that bad? I mean, thin? Yeah, thick? thicker paper usually feels nicer to write on. Yeah, the closer a paper... When, when does it get too thick, though? Well, I think when a paper is based... You, you feel like more that you're writing on a plastic, that denotes quality. When it feels like you're writing on a mattress, you've gone too far. If you are writing on a mattress, that's no longer paper. I'm not <laughs> sure they've given you the right materials for your exam. What if a mattress is just a very thick piece of paper? Everything is paper. <laughs> Somewhere between paper and card, you kind of hit this threshold where actually it's not nice to write on it. Yeah. Maybe that's what togs are. How many pieces of paper there are? You think paper is like 0.0045 tog? <laughs> yeah, because it's yeah. got n and five. They don't need to. They don't need to. Yeah, it has to n and five. They never. Yeah, they don't need to measure how many togs paper is because of reasons. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's what togs are. So okay. you need a high tog paper. Yeah. <laughs> a winter paper, please. Maybe, maybe no. Maybe that is it though, because when you're buying paper, you have no idea. Yeah, what there's it's no. Like. There's no metric unless for you've it. bought that brand before. You can't tell. You've got to go on price, but sometimes the more expensive stuff isn't necessarily better. Okay. So maybe we need a universal TOG system okay. for paper. I think we're going to get sued by Big Duvet, so let's make a new name for it, but we're keeping the exact numbers. Pogs. 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 Paper. Paper or... Pa- pa- paper. Oh, nice. Grade. Pong. No, just oh, nice. As one oh, word. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. What about the papero grade? Pa- paper. Oh, grade. No, paper. Pa- no, papero. Named after the Italian. <laughs> Inventor of paper. <laughs> Inventor of the, the grading system for paper. Oh, yes. Yeah, Stanley Papero. Papero's grade. <laughs> the papero grades. Okay, but still with tog numbers. So, oh, yeah, this is a 14.5 paper. Yeah. Yeah. Is it um, like a direct scaling of the tog rating? So is 4.5 duvet tog the same as like a millionth 4.5 I think you're assuming I know anything about anything. I think you're assuming any of us know how the tog system works, which is... Let's say yes, and if we're corrected by big duvet, we will issue a redaction next week. Yeah. We'll have a correction segment. Yeah. Okay, so the pog system is related to the tog system by a certain factor, which is an industry secret. We're not going to give it away. Stanley would kill us. As an aside... Has anyone ever tried writing on a banana? Yeah, surprisingly good. It's really good. Ah? It's a really good time. How now, many togs is a banana? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, long, how long is a piece of string? How many togs is a banana is another great addition to, <laughs> to the phrases that sound like they're real but aren't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that like a does a bear shit in the woods sort yeah. of thing? Yeah. How many togs is a banana? Do you know. really think we should be... Well, how many togs is a banana? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> a, a, a fair point well made, yeah. Uh, how many togs is a banana? Well, I can tell you that it's all soup and no noodles. Um, <laughs> well, let's grab that weenus and let's go. <laughs> grab the weenus, write on the banana. No, I think I saw it in like an advert at some point. Honda did an advert where they said, have you ever tried writing on a banana? It's surprisingly good. Buy our car. <laughs> Basically. It's surprisingly good. <laughs> Basic- basically... Driving this car is as good as writing on a banana feels, but in car form. <laughs> oh, Honda, that was a Friday evening job, wasn't it? <laughs> I really want to see companies go down that route way more often. Just like, hey, you know how it feels like when you open a bag of crisps and it's more full than you expected? Imagine I that, got- but a car. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's the five gum advert style, which not many other companies have tried. No. Right? 
I mean, you have the kind of lifestyle out of Coca-Cola where it's just having fun and then they have a Coca-Cola. Yeah, but no, but that's more of an aspirational lifestyle. It's not yeah. It's not like someone diving into a swimming pool and being like, that's how drinking Coke feels. Or, right. or it's like, you know, you just, just see... Diving a- into a swimming pool of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, God. Sticky. You see, you see a guy driving along a road in a car advert and he just hard cuts to someone finding a curly fry and a bag of chips going, oh, nice. Oh, neat. The end. That's the end of the advert. <laughs> Posh. Posh. <laughs> Yeah, there's no logo, it's just someone hard, hard whispering into my head, posh. <laughs> Maybe the logo is a shaped curly fry. You know they have like waffle chips? Yeah. yeah. It's a Porsche logo shaped waffle chip. You get one free one in every car. <laughs> <laughs> but where? We'll never tell. <laughs> the hood one. You've you got, you got to buy the car to find out where it is. So we know that the issue with cheap paper is that they bought it by accident. Because you're not going to purposefully buy cheap paper if you know you don't like it. All you need is this universal pog rating... And you'll be set. Maybe you're a six man. Maybe you're a seven. Who knows? You'll soon find out. <laughs> you'll soon find out. Stanley will show you the way. Maybe Stanley has a little booth where he's got them all set up. Yeah. And it's like a blind pen test. <laughs> Do I you like prefer that. this branded paper or this new POG system? It's like, I thought it was that one. Well, the labels were switched. We got you. This was actually a 6.5. Buy paper! <laughs> paper! This <laughs> is my new executive banana paper. You're gonna love it. No, scrap the pog system. That's our new thing. Banana paper. How many bananas is this paper? This is 0.5 banana. <laughs> and then the best one is top banana. What if instead of numbers, we do like real life things? So this paper is banana rated. <laughs> <laughs> this paper. This is blueberry paper. Blueberry paper. This paper stone. What? <laughs> This is just horse. Horse paper. Horse what does this mean? Why does horse paper sound like it's, a pish posh is, sort of? Is oh, horse, horse paper. There you go. There's another phrase for you. Horse paper. Oh, horse paper. No. Okay, so that's. I really like that idea because it's about as confusing as the tog system is when mm. you're buying a duvet. You just yeah. go and it's like, right, I really need to buy some paper. Is banana thinner or thicker than horse? Yeah, it's, it sounds like it would be thicker, but then horses are big. A horse, <laughs> a horse is thicker than a banana. That much we know. This but horse just, skin. This just says Kansas. I don't know what this yeah. would be. How El thi- Capitan. How, how, how thick is this paper? Grief. <laughs> This one's just called The Judge. <laughs> I need ten reams of The Judge. Are you sure it's quite thin? Why is that thinner than blueberry? I don't know, but it can't, every, every ream comes with a gavel, if that helps. <laughs> it's gavel-shaped. <laughs> but really, really bad paper. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, so the POG system is not numbers, it's real-life equivalencies. Absolutely. And you're welcome. My favourite paper is Doubloon. Because I have to bite it to check its authenticity before I start writing on it. Excellent. I have a prompt here from Ian Brierley. That's Ian Brierley1 on Twitter. Very official. Very official. Who says, weird dichotomy when you drop the kebab you're holding because your Fitbit vibrates to tell you you've just reached your daily steps goal. <laughs> I really like the idea that he's gone and done a, like, a really intense run, yeah. but to the kebab shop. I mean, that's the thing. It's... It, Going on runs and stuff, if you haven't got a route or anything else, it's kind of a bit, you don't really know where you're going or anything else like that. Yeah. If he's going, right, I'll run to this thing, and then I'll run back from this thing, and then that is my prequisite number of miles for the day. Yeah. I'm not denying that that thing being a kebab shop is not a great idea, particularly trying to do a run after a kebab. If and it motivates you, though. Yeah, you've got to kind of take motivation when you get it. But if he's run all the way there, 
and that's been the right number of steps for him. Mm. Also, how powerful is a Fitbit? It's going to like vibrate you and shock you to drop a kebab. I mean, if he's shocked by his Fitbit, presumably he's not used to the vibration. That's actually very true. Maybe so this is the first day it's happened. Maybe he's set himself an unattainable goal of steps and he's doing all his daily exercises and he's not hitting that cap. And then this day, he's gone out, he's done his normal run, he's come back. Then later on, he's like, oh, I've only got 2,000 to hit. I'll just go out for a quick walk. Ended up at the pub, seen some friends, gone on a crawl, wandered all around the city. <laughs> And miraculously hit his count because he's too drunk to be tired. <laughs> That's actually very good. So he's point. at the kebab shop, and finally he hits that, I don't know, 30,000, 40,000, whatever he set for himself. I'm going to do a million steps today. Oh, yeah, shit, oh, I did a million steps. Fuck. <laughs> I would be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's the kind of thing that if you have had a couple, a couple of things to drink, and then you suddenly go, oh man, I fucking love running. I run everywhere. I'm going to run all the way to the end of the road and blah, blah, blah. And then like you suddenly, yeah, like you say, do more exercise than you expect. You do reach a kind of, a kind of higher state of going, you, you don't pay attention to what your body's doing. You don't pay attention to, you know, being tired, like you said. Mm. So he's hit this unattainable thing and then he's dropped it. Can you go back into the kebab shop and explain the situation to them? Or I think... Maybe if you were pally with them and they were quiet, potentially. <laughs> but usually if it's going to be that sort of situation where it's late at night, mm. everyone in the kebab shop is drunk. The guys they're, behind the they're counter. They're not going to be... If you go in and you go, listen, mate, I've dropped it due to hitting my peak. I'm too healthy. I need another one. My athleticism. <laughs> I don't think you understand. It's still going. Add chips. Add chips now. I don't know a lot about Fitbits. When do they stop vibrating? Is it like a kind Never. of... <laughs> Not until you start running again. It's the fix we need to do here. Try and coalesce these two lifestyles. You're right, they're incompatible right now. We need a food-based exercise regime that the Fitbit won't fuck up. Or a food-based notification system that won't shock him. Interesting. So this, <laughs> so he only hears about his like exercise goals via the medium of food? Maybe the kebab shop has a partnership with Fitbit. Maybe you go into the kebab shop, you order and you pay with like your Fitbit scanner or something. In this futuristic dystopia, Fitbits and Apple Pay have been combined. You pay Wait, with so you pay with steps. It's a Justin with, Timberlake. You pay film. with steps. Oh so literally gosh. you just go in there and if you've done forty thousand steps, you can get the Donna kebab. Yeah. But, but if you, you've only done two thousand, no, 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 you get one pot of garlic mayo and but nothing. You don't it. know. What you get You oh, pay fuck. They give you your ticket You wait in line <gasps> You get given a box That's closed You open it And that's when you find out What did you do Just, today Oh for fuck's sake Three shreds of lettuce And ketchup Kebab lettuce as well Oh the worst kind of lettuce Just the wet green string Now I like this a lot But I, I like the not knowing Element of it as well mm, the, mi mm. the mystery kebab is great Because it, it does work really well If you have been Crazy athletic and made loads of steps and made loads of progress mm. throughout the day then you're rewarded with something that brings it out and it basically means that the end result is uh you know it's it's fair now are people gonna kind of break this in what way well like game fake, the system yeah fake the steps you've taken so you get something good see i was worried about that I've been... So I've got a step meter on my phone now. I wondered if I could fake it like I used to Tamagotchis, where you just sit and you shake, and that's yeah. all you do. No, no, no. It's now tagged to location tracking. So mm. no matter how far you go, no matter what you do, no matter how many times you shake it, unless you're moving on a map, you ain't going anywhere. Yeah, they take a few different data points and yeah. then kind of aggregate that. And so that's, Yeah, that's good, because the step count one... It's good when you look back at it. He's like, you climbed the equivalent of nine flights of stairs. It's like, well, I, I didn't. I didn't. 
I don't remember doing that, my man. No, I sat on the washing machine. But the washing machine was moving down the street. <laughs> the washing machine climbed nine flights of stairs. Yeah, I did nothing. <laughs> okay, so let's just run the scenario very quickly. Are we saying it's only kebab food, or are we potentially just implementing this nationwide in all food stores? I don't stores? really see how you could do it home cooking, so I think it has got to be an Oh yeah, it, it's got to be thing. a neat out thing, but are we saying it's only... Certain kebab shops, or is it all chains, all restaurants, everything is this system now? Roll it out with kebab shops for a start, because yeah. it's very much the kind of food you will get at the end of the night and you don't really give a shit what it's doing to you. Okay. It's also, if you think you're spending the entire day to earn steps to go to the kebab shop, yeah. it's easier to do that than wake up at 7am to go for a run in order to go for brunch. True. Very, like, very you're true. Not you're just going to get an egg at brunch that's, that's not going to help that's fair enough in which case let's just play the scenario out very quickly Oscar yes you have done 26,000 steps that's quite a lot of steps it's a lot of steps like it's it's real good that's mm. a lot of steps and on top of that the Fitbit's clocked your heart rate and has noticed that actually it's been consistently high all day it's been pretty damn good thinking about kebabs thinking about those kebabs get, and, my, get, uh, my, get my blood pumping you go up yep. you scan your Fitbit at the cashier mm-hmm. Joel he gets given a box what's in it I mean, we've got to think of the scaling on this. 26 is a lot, but is it... The most. Is it like a is peak amount? Because it's still attainable. I think for like a peak meal, like Donna with Pitta and Wait, all the trimmings and are everything. Are thinking fairground ticket style pricing? 999999 gets you the one meal you I'm, want. I'm thinking a like an exam board setup where it takes the readings of everyone... <laughs> of that Fuck. day okay and scaling. you get given yeah you get given like oh i'm in the top 80 percent of today's people so i'll get this so maybe 26 was good for you today but but i'm actually, sorry this dude came in with 120,000 like, steps yeah. it was the london marathon that's, and so all you're gonna get is an apple yeah i was gonna say like that's <laughs> go, going out on a night out and go fucking yeah i walked all the way through town i've you know, had, had a big hike up and then you suddenly get into the center of town and see lots of like bollards up and uh you know Oh no, it was today. <laughs> I am starving and it is all for naught. Please, no. You get in there and you get given a box of water. Yeah. Box of water. <laughs> fried water. <laughs> no one wants a box of fried water for dinner. Equally though, if you happen to go out for a run in the morning when it's raining and then you go to the shop and you're like, I haven't actually done that. I've done like 15, 20,000 steps, but no one else has ventured outside today. Yeah. You could take the whole place. It would be the whole um, bar stock market setup of, yeah. like, oh, this drink's cheap right now. I'm going to get loads. Oh, this meal, 10,000 steps. Easy. So we're, call- we're, we're saying this is the Fitbit kebab stock market extravaganza. Yeah. Chip bit. <laughs> Step bab. Step bab. Step bab. Now the staff are all going to be trained to not give anything away yeah so yeah. They'll, they'll scan your thing and it'll say right six thousand this is what you're and they're just gonna have to look at you emotionless and say here's your ticket get in the line wait do they have treadmills if you want to like <laughs> bump up <laughs> bump up your order okay can i get the uh yeah can i get the um three-piece chicken meal and chips you can get the three-piece chicken meal i'm gonna need to see another thousand steps or so to get yeah. those chips so that's that's the only way you can get something that you ask for you get the mystery box if you turn up and scan your fitbit hmm. but you're like ah. Oh, can I get a side of chips with that? It's like, well, you got to pay the piper now. Mm. So, so you so can you, grind in the kebab house. You can house. grind in the kebab house. So, salt and vinegar? Uh, I'm, I'm exhausted, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Any sauces? Uh, I, I want garlic mayo, but I don't want to know how much that's going to be. <laughs> Are those extras 
inflated with the daily rate as well no those are those, those are, are standard so but you have to do an extra on top of yeah. whatever you've already done. whatever you've already yeah. done no matter what you get that's the thing you have to make a calculated risk because you still don't know what you're getting you have no idea if sweet chili sauce is going to go with it or not <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so you're waiting for your order. It's like, in the meantime, do you want to hop on the Stairmaster and rank up for some cheese? It's like, will it go? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I, I usually like cheese, but apple and cheese. <laughs> I haven't tried it. I tried it. I'm not saying it'll be bad. Do I, Can I be bothered? You know what? Fuck it. I'm aiming. I'm going to aim for some cheese. Let's do this. Oh, for fuck's sake. I've got half a Coke. <laughs> half a Coke and cheese. <laughs> When you're serving half a Coke, are you doing a full can that's half empty or half a can that's been sliced? A can that's been sliced. sliced, 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 Down the middle as well. (laughs) (laughs) It is a mess. Vertically. Yeah, vertical (laughs) can. I am in love with this system. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it starts out in kebab shops because that's the that's the best kind of you know it, you can you can have this thing, but you'll have to pay an extra pound yeah. at, at mm. the end of it kind of thing. It works well with the model. It really does, and, and it's I, also the kind of thing that the stories will spread because people love telling stories about oh, yeah. what they did on their night out. Always, if you say, "Oh, we went for lunch and got this," so that no one's yeah. going to care. If you, oh, it was like four a.m. We went to this shop and I just scanned my thing. I was like, I haven't even been outside, but I guess it was just a windy day or something because I got a roast. <laughs> Just Joe the absolute madman ground out 15,000 steps for an extra pitter. He took the scenic route. <laughs> he, he, put a, he put a course on the treadmill for rolling hills. He just really wanted the extra dip. <laughs> what can I say? Man loves his dip. Cool. I'm good with that. Yeah, me too. Nice. Wait, wait, wait. Are step we sticking bab. with Step Bab step or are bab. we coming up with a new name? Um, Fuck, I guess it's Step Bab. Step Bab is step it. Bab. I did like Chip Bit. Step but... Bab powered by Chip Bit. Yeah. Nice. We're going to move on now to But Better, the section of the show where we take our own ideas for fixes that will get rid of your problems before they even become a fact. As they say, put a little scorpion in that boot. No, don't want to do that. That's bad. <laughs> you put a little little ritz in your crackers. You desnake that boot. Desnake your boots and unleaven your bread. Uh, this week's suggestion is the Recycle Buddy. I remember him. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Recycle Buddy. I like the sound of him already. Well, I wasn't thinking it was going to be anthropomorphized, but I said him, and now I'm kind of sticking with it. You also said buddy. Yeah, true. I don't have any buddies that aren't people. Ah, well, you haven't been looking hard enough. So, the Recycle Buddy came to me one fateful day. There's a bug going around our friendship group right now for moving house. I have, I'm currently in the throes of moving house, and part and parcel of this, I had to go and help my girlfriend sort out a ton of her shit, her house. Um, now, her family family are very very big on recycling they they do it properly so there was a bag for hard plastics there was a bag for paper there was a bag for um fabrics there was a bag there was like 18 bags Mm. anything with a dress on it no that's got to get burned let's go and put that in the burn pile like it was a process and unfortunately there was no way of knowing what was what until you individually checked every single item yeah What I am proposing is a gigantic thing where you can just tip a big bag of shit and it will sort it all into its constituent boxes and parts. Like a coin sorter sort of thing. Like a coin sorter. But on a much grander scale. Yes. However, it's going to need the capacity to scan words and see if there's any information that needs burning. And it's going to need to be able to sort out if something's good enough quality to go in the charity shop pile or the bin pile. Right. So it's quite a subjective... Yeah. It needs a sort of emotional flair. I think it does need a touch of sentience, like a smidge mm. of it. One tablespoon of sentience, please. Paul the octopus. 
You remember Paul the Octopus? Oh, it's a thing. I thought this no. was your brand. No, Paul the Octopus. I mean, he's dead now, but... Uh, what? So, Res Paul. <laughs> Let's go resurrect whoever the fuck Paul the Octopus is. Did you not is. know about Paul the Octopus? Oh, wait, shit. Was this the World Cup predicted yeah, octopus? Yeah, that was Paul the Octopus. Oh, why was he called Paul? His name, I don't know. Well, to me, he, was, he was watching the World Cup. That's yeah. probably quite a quite a geezery name. It's a good bloke name. Yeah. It's Paul. Barry the Octopus. You couldn't call him Anton the octopus i mean it would sound great but no one's yeah. gonna believe him as a world cup pundit that's mm. very true what was his purpose he <laughs> what did he live for paul's calling or pauling which i won't was to he, his whole thing was that he like correctly guessed uh which team was gonna win the world cup like which teams were gonna win okay. between a, a match in the who world were cup paul's like sponsors who birthed Paul. I, I'm, Paul's parents weren't much in the limelight. I don't really remember his origin story. I just know that in the throes of World Cup fever, yeah. Paul was there. But I'm, I'm asking who who spoke for Paul? Like, who, who was his... Paul had a tank which had two... So- I think, my, 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 my memory is that he was given a ball or something in the tank and he had to cr- he had to choose which of two sides of the tank to put it in. Oh, this was a physical real octopus. Oh, yeah, no, this was a real octopus I, in a zoo. Yeah, this isn't a bit. This is like a yeah. real I, No, I, I thought maybe it was like a cartoon. No, 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 no. So when you said who birthed Paul the octopus, I was like, I don't know, his handler? Or I, mean, I thought it was like a mascot that like no, Adidas had done or something. He was a legit true-to-life octopus okay. that, that people bestowed... <laughs> Psychic powers too, because okay. he really did it right every time. He was very good at guessing which team would football the best. Yeah. Okay. So he would swim towards whatever team would win. Yep. Essentially. Yeah. I, I'm not sure the specifics, but basically, Paul would determine which team, in his infinite octopus wisdom, would win. Okay. So already, Paul has eight legs, limbs. Yes. Eight limbs. Not legs. Legs. Paul, Paul has, got eight legs. Paul has. <laughs> And he don't use those eight legs to get the football right. <laughs> Already Paul has eight legs, so that's eight bags of recycling. Well, no, two is still for football punditry because he's still very passionate about that. Yeah, so. This is just a side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> Underneath him, he is still sorting out someone's recycling. Yeah, Paul, Paul's full-time flex is football punditry, but then he's got six free legs with which he can help you out. Okay. So are we saying what we're going to do is clone Paul for every home? No, it's one Paul. Oh, so he, so you have to make a pilgrimage with your recycling a to Paul. A pilgrimage, yes. A pilgrimage. Of course. Yeah. To go and see him and basically just chuck a big bin full of stuff at him. Now, here's the thing. You're going to have to do some pre-sorting because Paul still needs to be submerged. So anything you're giving to him has see, to be water resistant. We're, we're adding in more work. I need a home yeah. solution here. I want Paul to open an academy. Yes. I don't okay. think it should be Paul doing the sorting. I think it should be Paul's sorting method that he's yep. peddling. Paul's patented... Paul's patented peddling pre-cycle... Paul's pre-cycling... Academy. Yeah. Paul's prestigious pre-cycling prep Wait, no, school, no, no, no. Paul, Paul's pre-cycling institute. Because then <laughs> we can talk... <laughs> Congratulations what? on the worst pull of the day! It's the best, worst joke of the show. When people are moving house, we'll slip Paul into the fine print... <laughs> Now, when you say slip him into the fine print, I thought you... Are you physically slipping him? Because octopuses can get into small spaces. When you move house, we're going to make people hire someone from Paul's Precycling Institute. Yeah. We're not going to tell them. We're just going to slip it into the fine print and hope that no one notices that they've been missold Paul's Precycling Institute. (laughs) Okay, that's absolutely fine. So, uh, once once Paul's Paul's pupil is in your house, Mm. what what is their setup here? Tank. 
No, they are an octopus, correct? They're, They're an not octopus. You, like, can any species go and study? I, I think any species can. I think octopuses obviously have the upper hand because they've got more limbs. The, yeah. They've got, um, they got eight of them. They've got eight upper limbs. But maybe a giraffe can like move around the house more without having oh, okay. to so relocate. Okay, so each of them have their own kind of... Yeah, yeah. yeah part, part of the institute, part of the academy is like training you how to use your natural talents. Oh, okay. Could a man go? Um, a man could, but they're still gonna... How are they going to be translated the teachings of Paul? They've got to be able to speak Paul's tongue. Do octopuses is... have tongues? Man, this is... <laughs> this, this has been a whole can of worms. Longer right than now. the tongue of an octopus. The worms have tongues. <laughs> Let's make a list of all the animals that have tongues. <laughs> if you have a tongue, you can enrol in Paul's Academy. Okay. That, that's the only entry requirement. <laughs> two C's at A level and a tongue. Yeah. Two C's or equivalent at A level. 120 UCAS points and a tongue. <laughs> and oh, then, these are yeah. some smart giraffes. So they come to your house. They come and knock in. I don't think a man can enrol because all animals are naked. So the man would also have to be naked. And yeah. that's just not going to be a fun time. No, not at all. No one so wants to see that. He br- so the, the animals bring with them a gigantic box with several compartments. Mm. And they get inside the box. Mm-hmm. Stick all their limbs out different holes. Yep, and then there's and then just a just, big hole in the top. They just you put stuff in the top, and they just grab it and stick it out of different yeah. holes. All ends up in the right bag. That's honestly about as perfect a system as I was envisioning. So there's going to be a live, sentient, probably octopus mm. living somewhere in your house. They'll be more expensive because obviously the more limbs they have, the more uh, separate things they can do simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. So like you were talking about, you need one for recycling and clothes and yeah. you know stuff like that. You can you can have a leg for every individual mm. shoot with an octopus. You know, you, you'll pay more for an octopus. They'll yeah. be more of a premium. I think you've got a base call-out fee. Yeah. Yeah. A leg premium. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then a per hour rate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I really like that. So the, yeah, there's a there's a mandatory payment. There's the yeah the call-out fee, and then the basic wrong. What's the worst animal to sort shit out? An eel. I was gonna say snail. That's pretty close. Eel, yeah. snail, snake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they just have to kind of grab it in a mouth and just wriggle it into the right one. Sea mm. cucumber, technically an animal. Mm. Yeah, starfish. Not great. Starfish. starfish. Starfish can just kind of sit in the tank and go, I think that one's in mixed fabrics. The worst thing is you're still paying the PPL on a starfish because yeah. it has oh, yeah. more limbs. But... I think a starfish would be surprising because it's still got the five limbs. Yeah. And maybe you get an army of starfish. Oh. Because it gets to your house cuts itself in half and makes two starfish. Yeah. And then again, four, again, eight. Yeah, you might be paying a, a high hourly rate to start with, but by the end of it, you've got a house full of starfish. The starfish pay for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and they get shit done. So I like this. I love this. I think it's pretty good. I said they were naked, but now I want them to have a uniform. Yeah, no, just, you're but right. Just like you're something. Right. Do, do you have an, a necklace or a, or a tie? Or a Hogwarts-style robe. A robe. <laughs> a robe. Yes. But it's the same size robe, no, what, no matter what no animal No matter what animal, One absolutely. Robe, little. So you've got a deer trying to wear the same size robe as a starfish, trying to wear the same size robe as an elephant, trying to wear... An elephant would be good at moving. Where yeah. would you put them in the house? The trunk. Well, you, you an elephant in the garden. Would, an elephant would be good in like a single bed flat you because move you just poke through the window and just grab stuff with his snoot uh, okay, with his snoot with his yeah. snout but for bigger houses he's only got one trunk you can't really do anything with the legs no but it's, yeah. more, it's more dexterous of yeah. a thing than for instance i said like a deer a deer probably wouldn't be able to do that much the deer you have to take very slowly because yeah. they're skittish <laughs> you can't empty an entire thing worth of rubbish on top of their head you've got to slowly pass them one letter they will yeah. bolt yeah. This, is, this is what buckaroo has been training you for <laughs> You thought that game was dead? I got news for you. Buckaroo 2. Buckaroo 2. <laughs> Dear Home Moving Edition. 
Buck a move. Buck a deer. Buck a deer. Yes, Hang on, so- no, Buckaroo is a donkey. <laughs> Stop everything! <laughs> Hang on, you gave me a patronising pat. Enough uh, of that, sir. Buckaroo is a donkey because he bucks. He is not himself a buck. He's a roo. He's a roo. He's a kangaroo. Well, hang on. <laughs> Fuck! Kangaroo. I've been lied to my whole life. Kangaroo. Bucking roo. Kangaroos would be good because they have a pouch. But what would the correct name for buckaroo be then? Buckadonk. Uh, Jumpadonk. <laughs> Jumping donkey. Buck is fine because donkeys do buck. So buckadonk or buckakey. Donkey buck. Buckakey. <laughs> In review... Depending on your situation, there will be an animal that is well suited. So mm. you'll call up Paul's Academy, Paul's Precycling Institute, yep. and they will give you a quote as to which animal will be best suited to your moving requirements. Maybe they have a like an inspector as well. Okay. So someone who comes around and just has a look at all your shit and says, right, we'll get in a... So this is where the man comes in. Yeah. 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 This is this is the, the human element. The naked it. man, yes. The naked man. In a cloak. <laughs> the naked man in basically a flasher's robe <laughs> at this point. Um, who just turns up um, and just saying, right, okay, let's have a look around. And just kind of pokes around in the lot and is like, I can mm. see big, big folders of old uni work in here. Mm. We're going to need someone who really knows how to look for addresses and uh, vital information. Let's, yeah. uh, Something like a spider. Of Lots of eyes. Lots of eyes, yeah. A flock of bees. He just empties, <laughs> he empties, he empties a box of spiders into your house and he goes, happy moving day. <laughs> <laughs> bees are flocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a box full of spiders, bees, and worms. Yeah, as like I know it seems silly, but give it a week and you will, you won't recognise the place because <laughs> it's overrun by cobwebs and slime. Yeah, Ugh. but all your stuff is gone. So, yeah. <laughs> so the robe, I think it's man sized. Yeah. So yeah. he comes in, he's wearing the robe, he's covering his dignity, but he can't sort anything because yeah. then he would expose himself. That's why you need the animal. Yeah. So the man comes in, he does the assessment, and then they bring in the best animal for the job. And that's all there is to it. I, I think Paul's, uh, Paul's Precycling Institute is a pretty pretty big win. What we're going to do over the next few weeks is just call around some houses, just make mm. sure that they know that they've been uh, given access to Paul's uh, Precycling, Precycling Institute. Institute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't imagine anyone would hang up on us. No. No. No, absolutely not. There's no possible reason I can think that they wouldn't want that conversation. Just in the event that they do, yeah. Um, I think we should buy one of those boxes that texts everybody. No, yeah, that's absolutely right, yeah. And if we are going to make calls, we should make sure it's not linked back to us because it's obviously a business transaction. So yeah, if we make course. sure that we're sending all the calls from unknown numbers, yeah. that would no, be good 100%. as well. Oh, yeah, we can't use our mobile. Far more disarming. We don't want anyone to, you know, we don't want anyone to um, hang up sight on saying, like, oh, that's Oscar's number. I recognise that one. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to answer that call. Of course. And if we do a pre-recorded jovial message... Oh, yeah, well, we've got to make sure it's consistent. What if yeah, we have a bad it's, day? It's not... We don't want... Again, we don't want to be placed. So we've got to jump between edits between all of us. Yeah. Hello, you've been sold. PPI. <laughs> Call now to... Make sure that he... Receive. Paul. Oh, no. Privacy <laughs> Institute. <laughs> Press one for octopus. <laughs> Press two for... Octopus. I feel like eight <laughs> is the octopus number. Press eight for bees. Press seven for less bees. <laughs> Please select the number of bees you require. Sarah, you have selected 200 bees. <laughs> is this correct? You hang up and just muffled your hair. <laughs> Five million bees. It's like smashing your phone on the counter. More bees? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. This guy loves bees. <laughs> So any unknown number calls you get, answer them because it's probably us. Um, just wanting to check if you're moving house and, and if you have this in your contract. 
Um, so please answer and give us the time of day. We're trying to run business. It's uh, completely legitimate. Um, but for now, I think we're going to close out the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We have been First World Solutions. If you liked what you heard today, then please go share it around with your friends. We've got some links. We've got iTunes. We've got SoundCloud. Any number of links out there. Uh, send them to any number of friends out there and maybe they'll want to listen as well. Get to it. If you have any problems of your own that you feel we would be well suited to help with, you can send them to us directly on Twitter. We're FWScast. Or you can get in touch with us through our email, fwscast at gmail.com. Or just uh, message us directly through our Facebook. Uh, we love hearing from you guys about any issues you might have that you feel we could help out with. And uh, if you want to get in touch, send us any of your questions, queries, problems or prompts. Yeah, that's two Q's and two P's. So <laughs> He's evolving. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please do leave us a rating and a review. It actually really helps us out when we get reviews in because it actually helps boost visibility for us. So more people can find us when they search for podcasts and they say, hey, you like this show? You should probably listen to these three guys. Plus, we really like hearing what you guys think about us. What do you like about the show? What don't you like about the show? Have you been missold, PPI? Please do tell us, uh, because to be honest, we're really going to need some feedback on that pretty sharpish. We're going to invest a lot of money into this scheme. Yeah, Paul, Paul is uh, is a harsh taskmaster. He's, he's really... <laughs> From the grave. Yeah, <laughs> surprising. We've set ourselves an arbitrary date a year and a half in the future that we need to check everyone by. Mm. Mm. It's like so. a census. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. I've been Tom. No problems. No problem. No problem.